Welcome back to Upper 90. Of course, we are here to discuss the nil-nil draw between England and the United States and see how the United States was able to find this nil-nil draw, of course, coming in as major underdogs in one of the most highly anticipated matchups in a long time in American soccer. Uh, we know that Greg Berhalter talks about how his fullbacks are the core of his team and the biggest piece of his teams, and we're going to see why um, coming up here, how that was so important uh, in this game. And as well, Greg Berhalter is often criticized for his inability to switch tactics and being in a stale 4-3-3 that he constantly plays in basically every single match, and the U.S. doesn't change very much from that. Um, but we saw in this match that is not the case. He did decide to change uh, to a 4-4-2 uh, to combat the prowess of England going forward. Um, so right here we can see how uh, the teams were set up in the first 25 minutes or so. This is how the game would be played out. Uh, I will put the teams right here so you can see all the players. We have the X's and O's, obviously England in black here and the United States in blue. Um, so we can see the, the four... 4-2 here for the United States with uh, Haji Wright uh, right here and Tim Weah as the front two. And then it was Christian Pulisic here, who's normally obviously a left winger. He's playing in this left midfield role in this 4-4-2. But as we'll see, it, just, he has a very free role uh, throughout this game. But what we see here in the first 25 minutes or so is England pushing up. They play in a 4-2-3-1, uh, which right now you can't, it looks a little bit different because uh, we'll, we'll explain why, but here's their four, their two, and their three, and their one. Um, so if we can get England to come out of, um, they, they want to come through here, this middle, and that's why they have this 4-2-3-1. They have uh, Mason Mount here. And then they have Sokka over here on the right, Sterling on the left, Kane, of course, up top. But Mason Mount, they want to be their hub, and they want Jude Bellingham and Declan Rice to be interlinking with uh, these players, either moving to the right side with Sokka or to the left side with Sterling. And so we see that's how England were able to create most of their uh, attacks going forward in the first 20 or 25 minutes, as I'm saying here. Uh, Mount was honestly not very involved, but... It was Jude Bellingham coming from this deeper-lying role and linking with a dropping Harry Kane. They get involved together, and then they, they can try and get the winger involved. But what the U.S. did so well uh, in this first portion of the game, as we can see here, they had this four midfield, right? Normally, as I've been saying, they had the three. So what this did was it outnumbered England in this midfield area, and Mason Mount was taken out of the game, basically, uh, by Eunice Musa and Weston McKinney, in this midfield, uh, as was Tyler Adams. And so what we saw basically was that the England game was just uh, what we call horseshoeing it around. They just passed it from this their winger to their back to their center back all the way around, all the way around to their other winger. And then they would do the same thing again, back the other way, trying to probe and find a way through finding a pass inside, finding a pass to a dropping Harry Kane, something that could find an incisive pass and get things going for England. Um, but the U.S. was doing such a good job in being compact in this 4-4-2, and Tyler Adams uh, and Eunice Musa specifically in this midfield, not allowing balls into Mason Mount, uh, not allowing the wingers, uh, Christian Pulisic, not allowing the wingers to really get forward and coming back and defending Weston McKinney was on the side, Christian Pulisic over here, dropping and preventing 
these wingers from really testing these fullbacks in these areas. And so that is how the United States did very, very well in the first 20, 25 minutes defending the England when they were possessing basically the entire ball. But then we saw a shift uh, in the United States, and we're going to talk about that now, where in the next portion of the game, the United States changed some things and got a little bit of possession for themselves. So let's see how they did that. All right, and now what we have here is a little bit more of what we saw from the United States in the end of the first half and, and going into the second half uh, as well. We have still the 4-4-2 shape, but what we saw here is Christian Pulisic had the freedom. So when the United States got the ball and would push forward, often Pulisic would drop in and receive the ball and then turn and move forward. But he would get into these half spaces, uh, what we call between the center back and the full back on either side, these half spaces here. But Pulisic would also go between the lines, uh, between the defensive line and the midfield line. And he would come into this area basically right here, or sometimes on this side, but mostly over here. Um, he would come in, get involved, and get on the ball and try and move forward. Um, but what that also allowed is the f fullbacks were getting much more forward. Uh, I have Anthony Robinson here on the left back going pushing forward with Pulisic right now, but uh, on the right side, it was Dest very often. And basically, you would see one of them pushing, uh, not both of them at the same time. That way, you still have the sol defensive solidity with two center backs and a fullback, but you also have those fullbacks bombing forward. Now, we talked about Greg Berhalter thinking that those are so important and knowing that in this system, uh, fullbacks are the main piece. Why? Because uh, when the fullbacks get to go forward, now this winger, this is Raheem Sterling, right? He's a winger. He's supposed to be up here, but instead he's pinned all the way back in his defensive end because Anthony Robinson is so far forward and Christian Pulisic is already here as well. And so it creates a very big issue and a defensive issue for England in that they won't be able to break very quickly when they receive the ball because their wingers are pinned. Their only attacker here really is Harry Kane, and Mason Mount is even going to be pinned in here as well. And so that is how the United States uh, would be able to move forward and also with some incisive passing uh, got a couple chances, uh, one coming through this right side where they did something very similar to what I was talking about with Pulisic over here, just some nice incisive play, getting down the uh, right side, I believe it was Haji Wright cutting it back uh, to Weston McKinney, this Haji Wright got into this area, caught it back to Weston McKinney who was darting and making a run right here uh, and missed the chance, unfortunately for the United States, but it was a very, very good sign of things to come for the United States. Uh, and that's what we saw in the second half. In the second half, we saw basic, a little bit of a combination of what I was saying earlier and what you see right now on the tactics board because uh, the possession went back and forth. It was a very even game. It was a very entertaining game with te both teams having a few chances, nothing too incredible uh, that should have necessarily been buried off. Uh, Weston McKinney had a chance. Sergino Dest had a chance. Harry Kane uh, had a chance down here right at the end of the game. But... Overall, the United States probably had the better of the chances. They won on XG, uh, and w it was a very impressive uh, what we saw from Greg Berhalter in his tactical changes here because we know that Greg Berhalter, as well as Gareth Southgate on the England side, uh, get a lot of criticism in their not only tactical ability, but just level of readiness to be a manager at this level. But we saw um, from Greg Berhalter, he had a, a fantastic game and as I will criticize him when it's necessary but when he deserves the praise you have to give it to him as well and I think in this in this scenario you have to give him that um, but some takeaways for this game I mean it is, it is a big point for 
the United States, obviously a fantastic result. I think, you know, what the United States has come into this tournament trying to prove is that they are uh, a good team, that they know how to play soccer or football, whatever you want to call it, and that they can earn respect from the world because uh, the United States has often been a laughingstock when it comes to this sport in the world. But I think now with this result and going forward, uh, if you can win against Iran, because if you're winning, you're in, you move on to the next, uh, into the knockout stages. And if the United States can do that, it will be fantastic for them and proving to the world that the United States is here and is a contender in the world's game. Uh, we thank you for watching. Please drop a like and subscription and we will see you next time.